three, two, one, here we go. People of that beautiful life podcast, all you beautiful people out there listening, uh, op- opening up your ears at the fullest, one hundred percent. Here we go. It's episode forty-eight already, and as always, I'm sitting here sweating in underwear and a tank top. Now you know. Okay. <laughs> and uh, across the ocean, I think I have a sim- similar brother doing almost the same. Welcome to the podcast, dear. <laughs> What's that? I'm talking Sorry. about you know. Talking about, yeah, yeah I think um, it's, we're recording on a Sunday, not the, the, the normal kind of Friday, and that might do something, but I also think it's the pre-talk we've been doing. Yeah, we will have a riveting pre-talk. Yes, that, that kind of <laughs> made us smile and laugh and also think about a lot of stuff, so I guess, and we just realized, hey, hey, we're missing material here, so we got to press the recording button, and that we did, so here we are, and uh, I'm glad you joined us, guys. Thank you for listening. Oh, it's, I'm sitting here swaying already. <laughs> yeah, it's been, bro, I told you, it's been a heat wave again here in, in Sweden in the late part of August. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday has been around the 30 degrees mark. And, and yesterday, I, 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 we went with the family, we're out the whole day. It was really nice uh, at the Swedish archipelago, a place mm-hmm. called Ture, which is quite beautiful. Uh, of course, by the ocean, and and I took my first bath. I just told you, I told you, bro. It was like I felt so bad. Oh my god, it's the first one this summer. I feel ashamed. Um, but, but but okay. Well, there is a thing called COVID going on, so I think that's one reason. Actually, yep. I haven't mm-hmm. really been out doing these kind of things. Um, but it was really nice, and we had a good day out. You know, getting fresh air, and just being with the family was really nice. And ended the evening eating at a good restaurant and just chilling. And yeah, it was super cool. And then we came home, and and me and Isaac was watching uh, all. I think we I've told you guys we that's the tele section, but just mm-hmm. briefly, just getting into all the series and stuff. That's mm-hmm. what we do. We watch it actually, and mm. that is a quality. I must say, you, you watch things a bit nostalgia, but also uh, actually watching something you really liked. And, and most of the times, I feel the same afterwards. Like, yes, it was a reason that I liked this the first time. It's like, a, yes, 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 yes. You know what? So, I think this episode yeah. is going to be all nostalgia to the in the telly section because what I've been watching this week was also nostalgia. Like, I don't know if you noticed yeah. what it is yet, but yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it I is. see, I see, bro. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything, but we're getting there soon. Yeah, but besides that, it's yeah, it's been good weather. It's been nice. Uh, I've been having two rehearsals. We've been both uh, rehearsing with the Hard Rock Band, Capital Fifty Nine, mm-hmm. but also, which I didn't mention when we had a pre-talk, uh, my self getting into some kind of music production again i'm gonna have to sort things out when it comes to those kind of things and and uh, so there's a small project also with me the bass player and the keyboard player uh gunnar and janne so we're mm-hmm. bringing up some some of their old material they had a band back in i think it was the 90s and they have some stuff less just laying around so we are looking through that and uh, we're gonna go back there tomorrow, actually, and continue. So, those songs also probably gonna be something that will, you know, uh, yeah, be used some, some, somewhat. We're not really sure how just now, but we're sh- we're trying to find out. So that's that's cool. So it's been it's been a good week. I've been on the move more than than the week before, uh, you might say. So sweet, sweet uh, summer still. What about you, though? Uh, there's been something that is, uh, yeah, yeah. You t- fill in here. I, I'm not going to read from your show notes. <laughs> Before we get into my show notes, I just have to ask a question because it's it's eating sure. at me right now. When you say you took your first bot for the summer, are you talking about a sea bot or just like a bot bot in general? No, the sea. When we were uh, by the sea. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah. just it's. I've been thinking about. It. I'm just like, wait. So Roger hasn't bat, had a bat for like, like that long. Like, <laughs> uh, oh no, no, no. This is like this. The whole <laughs> summer he was just inside, just like not even taking showers and stuff, and just walking around. Nope. 
yeah. yeah, that would be interesting. That that's really a hardcore COVID, you know, protection action thing. <laughs> like getting a smooth layer of dust and dirt to you all know, over the I skin. You're just like it will stay yeah. away. COVID will come yeah, over exactly. and be like, Mm-mm, not that guy. He is no, you know, that's, not him. That's a funny thing. Homeless people are usually the people that don't get anything. Like homeless people will eat from from garbage cans and in in drains yeah, and all I these sort of disgusting build up their places. immune system. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think maybe if we want to defeat COVID, we all need to become homeless. When I say we, excluding me, but everyone else needs to become homeless. <laughs> oh my god! But it is true, though. I mean, research that done now again, small like small percentage of seriousness here. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, also how you you know we build our houses now. It's very like at least here in Sweden, it's very you know they wear clothes. It's good like. Um, Isolation and it's not only for good actually because before like back in the days the house was a little like small holes here and there close by the window there was some wind coming in and you know that that gave like a kind of test or made the body build up resistance and stuff but now mm-hmm. that's also due to the allerg you know all the allergies that we get mm-hmm. uh, are some are related to this too. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like the the modern society with all the good stuff yes definitely I don't want to trade it away or bring mm-hmm. it back to what it was before <laughs> definitely no don't get me wrong there mm-hmm. but there are some some um, some minuses as well uh, and I, I think again we're talking about the homeless guy I, I mm-hmm. hope he won't be that for long but even mm-hmm. so he, he, yeah he or she might might build up a a strong immune system if they at least if you're able still to feed yourself somewhat but um, I, don't, I don't know maybe that's maybe that's true I'm, I'm, I don't know if they made studies of that but mm-hmm. partly it might be true I think what parents should start doing I mean you and I we're, we're, we're long gone you know I mean there's no saving yeah. us you know we're no, no, no! It's too late. It's too late for us. But you know what? We do, what we do with our kids is that we just send them off in the wilderness. You get out of the house now. But dad, no, I don't want to hear any excuses. You go out into the wilderness and you build up your immune system. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Boom. There we go. <laughs> exactly. Well, a bit how it was back then. Here's your spear. Go out, son. You'll be back two, three weeks, and we'll see you. Thank you or not. <laughs> Yeah. In- a, interesting scenario mm-hmm. exactly and then they come back you know with a full beard they're like five years old they, they, their chest is super chiseled they've <laughs> got super muscles and stuff and they're like you're like come on in yeah. son oh I live outside now <laughs> yeah. you're a man now yeah that's ha- that happened only after like a month or two it's so cool. <laughs> look, look what nature does to you yeah oh, exactly that Mm-hmm. They're wearing like a full coat. They've killed something. You know, maybe the neighbor's yeah. dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you've got to be proud of what you get. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! Good hunting, son. Good, Good hunting, hunting, son. Indeed. His <laughs> <laughs> voice is deeper than yours. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Dad. Thank you, Father. <laughs> <gasps> Boy. <laughs> okay, we're getting out of track here, but it's okay. It's one of those episodes. Well, yeah, I've just been, we mentioned the, the, the bacteria and the mm-hmm. virus and stuff. And, and yeah, you, you have something to, to yeah, yeah. tell Co- us. COVID is, yeah. is, is out of the game. I remember bragging about how Trinidad and Tobago has been a We don't have COVID here. We're back to normal. Everything is amazing. la di da And you know what? You know who's to blame for this? The United States. That's what's going on. The United <laughs> States of America. Them to blame for our situation where our COVID numbers have gone back up. And just listen to me. Just hear me out a bit here. All right? The U.S. put their stupid sanctions in Venezuela. Right? Um, now, for whatever reasons, at the end of the day, you know... <clears throat> No country should be involved in any other country, right? The only reason the U.S. cares so much um, about being involved in Venezuelan politics is because there's oil and gas in Venezuela and they want that piece of money, mm. right? This has nothing to do with them being, like, caring about Venezuelan people. They don't care about Venezuelan people, right? Because if they cared about the Venezuelan people, they'd be like, Oi, we need to uh, make sure these people aren't getting COVID and shit and that they can manage to, to feed themselves. That's not the case. So mm. Venezuelan people are living that struggle. And where are they going to go? To their closest countries and closest neighbors. That includes... Other South American countries, like maybe Colombia and stuff like that, but the ones who live closer, because Venezuela is big, the ones who live closer to Trinidad and Tobago, which is the closest, um, the closest country to, to Venezuela, they're gonna just hop on a boat and sneak across the border. 
and <laughs> Trinidad and Tobago is a small country. Our Coast Guard is not like some like super amazing Coast Guard like the US or something. Well, we have like yeah, and it's only a strip of water between you guys. Like, mm-hmm. Literally, it's tiny. I the map. I've seen it. I can almost swim that. You know, People have swam it before. It's like you could literally stand on the have? shores. Yeah, you can stand on the shores from Trinidad and Tobago and see Venezuela in the the, the, uh-huh. the lower half of, yes. of um, Trinidad. So you can swim it if you're a strong enough swimmer. You could swim the distance between Venezuela and Trinidad and Tobago. I mean, people have swam between Russia and the U.S. So, like, and that's in frigid water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is tropical water. The only different, the only problem with us is that the, the waves are a bit choppy, and um, you may get swept away if you're not strong enough. But other than yeah. that, if you're a strong swimmer, you could swim the channel between um, Trinidad and Tobago and Venezuela and be fine. But obviously, people aren't swimming; they're just hopping on a boat and sailing across between the two yeah. countries, and. Obviously, the Coast Guard will find some of them, but there's a good portion of people who just get past. And with them coming in, these people aren't getting tested and all this kind of stuff. So they're coming in with their COVID. They're coming in with their COVID. And then um, and then it started spreading among our population. So the reason we're having a, a, a new influx of COVID is because, well, partially because of the U.S. government. I would say a good percentage of it is their, pro- is their fault. Because had they not done the stuff that they've done to Venezuela, not just the U.S. government, but also the British government, because they've they've held Venezuela's money that they can't access their their, their funds because right now if, yeah, right. Uh, if another country can if they can handle their situation and their people are comfortable or whatever have you no matter whatever corruption they may have every country has corruption right um, mm. it's it's not your duty or your job to police other countries you're not the you're, they didn't elect you as their president right they elected somebody else you know it's their country unless of course they're murdering people in the streets or something uh, in, in mass or whatever have you at that point in time maybe other countries should probably consider getting involved but if it's just some some corruption and all that kind of stuff look let them deal with their own shit you know um yeah. uh but no the, the u.s is like no we, we need to be involved in these other countries we need to blacklist them you know but the only countries you see where they make those those um they make it a priority to do that for is countries that they have some kind of um some kind of benefit to gain from it because right now there's there's talk that they're planning to, to start being involved in Guyana because Guyana has um has a booming oil and gas sector right now and the US seem to want to like be involved in Guyana and you know like having statements and saying stuff about you know, Guyanese po- um, politics which is annoying to me because and Guyana is another country that's not too far from Trinidad and Tobago you can't be messing with the with the countries in my bloody region man and then expecting me to be like oh we mates no we're not you're screwing up my shit man i like how it is i like how it was before you know not the way it is now it's just a mess and yeah i know i'm getting a bit irate you know i'm i'm i'm, I'm gonna calm down it's okay they just be pissing me off man it's basically yeah of course no I, I i can understand i mean as you said you you, you were doing quite quite good like uh before and uh, fortunately this is uh, this is you know as i said it different reasons but the numbers has gone up and and down and up again in in, in a lot of countries uh mm-hmm. you know uh since some people has opened up and then closed again and opened up and what have you exactly but i was also thinking about uh, there are other things of course in in the actual country i mean we've seen that before i know that you guys also have, have had elections right exactly yeah we uh, had a recently. general election mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that 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 did um well because people already people came in with it and uh, they, they haven't been tested and stuff like that um, the election then would would then exasperate things and allow faith to spread even more. Um, so yeah, I mean, granted, what, what the, the reason why I mentioned the U.S. thing first is because of the fact that had had they not put Venezuela in a situation where they where people are seeking to escape their country um, yeah. because of economic problems, they would not be coming here uh, at least not in that same way. And what would happen is that we would have still managed to get through our elections with no problems without having any COVID cases. Because if, if no one has the virus, there's no one to spread it. But obviously, for exactly. it to be spread, someone has to have it. And when we say, um, our borders are shut, no one can come into the legal channels. You can't fly into Trinidad and Tobago or fly out of Trinidad and Tobago on a plane the regular way or on a boat or something like that because everything is shut down with regards to that. The only way you can come in with a virus is if you're coming in legally. And that's just yes. basically it. And so for us having an influx, there's only one target to to to, um, to point at that, and I genuinely do not blame the Venezuelan people to a certain extent because of the fact that hey, 
if I were in a similar situation where I don't know where my next um, meal is coming from, and I don't, and you know it's unsafe and there's a lot of yeah. different terrible things going on in my life, and I'm trying to protect my family and and you know provide for them and stuff like that. You know, I'm gonna make tough decisions. You know, you're you're gonna do sure. the same. You know, if if Sweden gets yeah. really really bad, and you can't find work and you can't make money and you can't do anything in Sweden and it just gets really horrible, you're gonna try to get into Norway. If Norway's doing good and Sweden isn't, you're gonna be like, nah, man, I'm gonna have to get my butt into Norway because I need to t- of uh, take care of my family. Yeah. And mm. that's the same thing that's going on right now. So for us, that's our situation with regards to to that. So we've had elections. Um, the government that was in power, they've managed to hold on to power. It's also added a bit of um, <clears throat> fuel to the fire because our opposition leader, she does not want to concede um, her loss. Uh, and so which she's had a lot of controversy in her time as opposition leader, you know, okay. trying to reach out to other governments to try to tell them to... She's even reached out to the U.S. government saying, oh, you should sanction Trinidad and Tobago, right? And it's like... okay. Are you pro Trinidad or are you just like pro being in power? Because why would you just yeah, yeah, other yeah. countries to tell them to do shit to our country? You live mm-hmm. here, you know? Um, yeah. And so our opposition leader is an idiot uh, and does not really seem to care about the people. They just care about the, um, the money. They've also put the country into a lot of debt because when they were in power before, they used a lot of money and and didn't um they basically spent it and made poor deals and contracts with uh, with companies that did business in Trinidad and all that kind of stuff and so then now you have a lot of um uh, the Trinidad and Tobago is now trying to like the current government they're trying to balance the books basically and the current government Mm -hmm. isn't perfect you know like no government is but what they're doing is trying to balance the books and some people are seeing it as oh well they're taking away some of the nice things that we had but where did that nice things come from you know, if it if it came if you're spending money you don't have, um, obviously it's gonna in the end it's gonna hurt you even worse. So um, the government changing a couple of policies and getting certain things in order to and they're being transparent about it. They're like, hey, this is what we're doing because this is our and a lot of the people who complain about the stuff they don't do the they don't like listen to these things and look up and do research and all that kind of stuff. But the government they did some a couple streams where they had discussed. This is the current economic um, situation Trinidad and Tobago is in right now. This is what we came into power and found. This is why we're, we're cutting these um, these things because we need to balance the books. Because the country, e- economically speaking, the country needs to be showing a profit so that we, we're not just spending. And obviously some people are just blind to that because things were nice for them before because... You know, they were close with people in, who were in the, the previous party, and so they were they were having things nice. But you can't be having things nice, and it's just making it worse for the the overall longevity of the country. You know, and so now um, because the opposition leader doesn't want to concede the elections, even though she's lost, uh, what's been happening is that obviously the government can't fully form their government their cabinet yet because of the fact that the opposition hasn't conceded the elections. So. We have now where people in Trinidad and Tobago, it started up this whole um, ethnic level of um, of discourse going on where Indo-Trinidadians are saying, well, um, there was one, it started off because of one person per se, the, the government, the, um, the prime, the opposition leader not wanting to concede. And then you had this, this um, young lady on Facebook who said something really racist and her, it turns out her family owns this um, this drink company in Trinidad and Tobago, a sizable drink company. And so people started to say, oh, well, we're going to boycott your company. We're not going to buy from your stuff. And then it's created this discourse where people are saying, some people who were like, oh, well, you can't boycott the whole company. You know, it's just a girl. It's not her family. Her, her father didn't do anything with this. But then you have to consider, for someone to have such strong racist um, beliefs, you have to consider that they learned it somewhere. No one just, like, is born racist. You know, you don't just pick it up so if she has those sort of beliefs it's very likely that her parents hold those same beliefs because my parents i don't when it comes to my belief system with regards to to ethnicity and race and all that kind of stuff it's founded on the fact that my family is very multicultural i've got family who mixed with all sorts of ladi does um whereas um some people don't and so when it comes down to it people boycotting this drinks company hey people are gonna um are gonna be vocal in, in whatever way they can 
And so it, it basically started pushing a sort of like Indo-Trinidadian versus Afro-Trinidadian sort of narrative. Um, whereas that's not really it. It's racist versus anti-racist. Like no one really cares what her ethnicity is. She, did, she made a racist <laughs> statement and people are boycotting her for it. They're boycotting her, her, um, her family company, right? But either way, this is all part of the whole election thing in Trinidad and Tobago right now. It's just a mess. And right now we just need to move forward because... We have a situation in COVID and we just need to get in a better place. So yeah. that's generally my week. Um, there's more to it, but <laughs> we don't got time. Um, so that's the other thing. True. Uh, yeah. You've been playing... Well, there's something that I'm curious about in your show notes about what you've been gaming. Um, you know, the yeah. video games that you're playing. Like, the first thing that you have on there, I really don't care generally speaking because <laughs> i don't care about the pew pew is that second thing though because that second thing is kind of related to stuff that i do so like yeah true tell me about that <laughs> what's going I, on i, I will i am first gonna say i've been mainly playing the, the same games as i do and that is the rotation when it comes to my streaming mm-hmm. uh and that is of course uh yeah you know yakuza zero and i'll stream pray later on this evening yeah. great stuff and also uh as usual i play modern warfare that's the pew pew mm-hmm. and mainly sniping and, and doing stuff like that that's a thingy uh but yeah i've, I've written bandai namco uh eu uh and that's because I got contacted this week by Bandai Namco from the EU. And it was so funny because I, I, I didn't realize at first I was actually reading Swedish. It was a Swedish guy. So I was like, uh, what? <laughs> it's very, it's not that often. But it was a Swedish dude. His mm-hmm. name is Bengt, by the way. Nice okay. guy. Okay. But, but, but the th- yeah, the thing is, yo, yeah, he contacted me or they contacted me. Uh, apparently they've been seeing something or whatever, but they were, t- Asked, asked me if I would be interested to play or and stream the game called Men of Medan. And, and it's kind of interesting because Supermassive Games, the ones behind Until Dawn that I played mm-hmm. 2015, uh, which I enjoyed. It was a mm-hmm. fun and good horror game to play. Uh, they made a game last year in August, late August a year mm-hmm. ago, uh, called Man of Medan. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's kind of standalone like cinematic horror game uh, mm-hmm. and, and it's within something called the Dark Pictures Anthology mm-hmm. and there will be a new part coming out later soon this fall early fall I think mm-hmm. uh, and that is called what was the name of that it's I think it's about the the witch like witch processes in, in the 1600th century or f- yeah something like that is it like Little that. Hope? Yes, exactly, Little Hope. And I, I probably will be able to, to play that, like Early Access or something. But nevertheless, what, what they've also done now, which I found interesting, mm-hmm. is that for, <coughs> for Man of Medan on Twitch, uh, there's a, there's an overlay, uh, like, uh, that, you know, where people can vote. Because apparently mm-hmm. you get into this game, as such as Until Dawn, mm-hmm. when you have to make choices. So mm-hmm. you have to press Y or X or whatever on your controller, depending if you're using that when you're playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is quite cool because that kind of interacts, you know, the, with the audience. Mm-hmm. So, so I will try that. I will do that actually on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going to be nice because this is, uh, I've been like waiting to find, uh, I, I kind of, lost this game I mean I, I've mm-hmm. known about it but I haven't been thinking about it and then, therefore I almost forgot it but it's one of those games that I wanted to play but I, I just didn't, didn't so it was it. a good timing yeah it was a good timing and I mm-hmm. mean Bandai Namco is, is, is a good publisher so I was like okay good nice I wouldn't say they're uh, a good publisher. I'd say they're a big publisher. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Remember, Whatever. I cover Bandai Namco on the site. I, know. Um, yeah, I actually yeah. played um, Man of um, of Madden in in Gamescom last year. Because um, remember, we remember it's it's them who we got the the little nightmares um, figure. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah, I, I know, I know. So th- when I I did get to demo it last year when at, at Gamescom and. Um, I found it to be interesting. It was one of the, the interesting games that I, I tried, but I didn't end up covering it. Like I think Zach or Tim covered it um, after mm-hmm. uh, after that point. So for me, it was like, yeah, it was interesting and it was cool. But you know me, I only cover Bandai Namco stuff for the anime games. So pfft, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 it's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
design, you know. Well, yeah, it's going to be interesting to to see, especially since they are planning to, you know, release more standalone games within this anthology. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's going to be nice to check it out. Uh, if it has at least some kind of the the kind of uh, build up and, and nerve that, that Until Dawn had, then I, I'm going to be, be pleased to play it if I put it like that. So, mm. yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, into Westian. Um, speaking of, of Bandai Namco, you know, speaking of you know? the Namco that is Bandai, I'm actually thinking about covering <laughs> some of the the other games as well this um, this week. Well, this coming month. Um, I'm not the one that you're you're uh, going to be covering, but I do have a couple others that I'll be looking at, which would include um, Captain Subasa, which is a football, um, an anime football game, which. <laughs> I'm looking forward to, to trying that out. Cool. And then I'm also considering if I should try to cover um, Project Cars 3, I think is the third one they're on. Um, so I'm thinking maybe. it's not That's not an anime game, but, you know, I like, I like you know, driving, you know, fake cars, you know, in Vichy games. So, cool. there's that. Band and Class, they have a, um, a few things coming out um, this... Well, they always have something coming out, so... Um, but it's good that you... But, you know, Bandai Namco has reached out. That's not my contact, though. From Bandai Namco EU, my contact is a lady, so it's not him. But either nope. way, <laughs> yeah, either way, with regards to that, um, but she's a UK contact, so, like, I kind of feel like, uh, you got the Swedish guy, you know. What if we, like, <laughs> made our contacts meet each other and then they shook hands and be like, well, now we kind of know um, each other through our contacts. And they get into a relationship mm-hmm. and they, 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 they marry and they get a family mm-hmm. and they get two kids and mm-hmm. they move to Gothenburg. <laughs> <laughs> and those kids will grow up to be Bandai Namco PRs too. And our kids will deal with them. Keep like, oh, I knew your father. <laughs> I knew your father. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to send you some video games. Check them out. Talk about yeah. them for me. Um, Look at that. Goes on and on for generations. Generational sharing of the Vigima games. But for me, Vigima game wise, um, I've continued playing Fairy Tale on the stream, so. <laughs> It is an anime game. Mm-hmm. Very anime. Um, You're still enjoying I, the game, are you? Yeah, I've finished it, mate. Like, I've finished this. The, oh, the you camping. finished it? Sure. Rog, I have over 100 hours in this game. Finished the, the, the game. <laughs> That's quite a few. It's insane. Like, I stream and then I play it by myself in the in the dark late at night. Alone. Oh, yeah, you that's... Just sitting there in the dark in my trousers, just like, I must finish this. Um, but anyway, That's cool. I've finished the game. Um, well, I've, I'm just playing the epilogue now. And, uh, but that being said, I am going to be covering some other anime games after I'm finished with Fairy Tale. So I'm actually going to do a Fairy Tale review this weekend, and then hopefully this week by Monday, there should be a review up on, on LP Garden on YouTube. So that, go over there and subscribe. Um, but basically, after that, I'm going to be covering Death and Request, which is a game from, from Idea Factory. Shout out to my peeps at Idea Factory, you know. Um, so basically, yeah, um, hit up Idea Factory and we ended up getting a copy of that end request, um, 2 for the PC and PlayStation 4. And, um, it comes out on August the 18th, which is, August the 18th is Tuesday. So it comes out on Tuesday and, um, I actually haven't started playing yet, so I'm going to start <laughs> playing it this weekend. And basically it's an anime game, an anime RPG. Um, and just to give you guys a quick gist of a quick rundown of it, single player, it has Steam achievements, has trading cards, has full control support and Steam Cloud. Languages are English, Japanese, simplified Chinese, and traditional Chinese. Those are all interface. Full audio is just for English and Japanese. Um, and performance specs, you're looking at your your minimum being um uh what do you call it? An I5 or an A9, um AMD A9 processor. And you're looking at your graphics card being something about a, a HD um, 5000 series on, from the Radeon side of things. Um, <clears throat> and on the NVIDIA side, you're looking at maybe an, a GTX um, 960, somewhere around there would be where you're looking at, at your recommended and so forth. So it's it's not really, this is not going to be a taxing game. Just to, just to give you, those who don't understand what those numbers mean, it's just not a very taxing mm. game. You should be able to run it on a potato. Um, other, the other game I'm going to be covering is um, Kandagawa Jet Girls. Um, this one is from Exceed or Marvelous. Uh, it's developed by Shade Inc. It's a 
you know, it's like Senran Kagura, but on jet skis, basically. This one comes out mm. on the 25th of August, and it's got single player, it's got online PvP, it's got Steam achievements, Steam trading cards, um, partial control support, and Steam Cloud and um, leaderboards. Languages are, include English, Japanese, Korean, simplified Chinese, and traditional Chinese, with the only full audio language being um, Japanese. Uh, it is recommended um, specs. It's an i7, so this is one of the. This is minimum to begin with. It's an i7 2600 um, to begin with, and then you're looking at your graphics being seven, um, a GTX 750 Ti, which is a 4K graphics card. So this is already telling you that hey, this is a, a demanding enough game, and that's the minimum. The recommend being an, an i5 4570 um, uh, or a um, a GTX 970. So this is this game is going to ask for a lot if you're going to just run it on its highest settings and so forth. Granted, this is being um, developed by Shade, and I, I kind of feel like it's not going to be too demanding. And you look at the graphics; it looks very similar to Sim- to Sin Kagura. But I think what's excuse me, I think what's really pushing it is the water effects because it's on water, and you mm. know having to render those water effects at perfectly nice rendery way, it may be very demanding. So, um, I'm also going to be covering Kandagawa Jet Girls. It's going to be covered second to, um, to, what do you call it, that Idea Factory game, um, to Death and Request. So, it's going to be that. And then there's another one, one more for it, you know, keeping the anime games. I'm just turning on my Switch so I can just get the name off of it for you. Um, the name of the game is, is it wrong to pick up, is it wrong to try and pick up girls in a dungeon? Um... Uh, so yeah, um, it's a familiar amid <laughs> um, Infinite Combat. This one is a dungeon crawler. It's done by uh, can't remember the publisher who made this again. Oh, PQ. PQ is the publisher for this right mm-hmm. now. So this one is a dungeon crawler, top down, kind of like um, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. I've got it on the Switch. I believe it's also on the PC. Um, so I'm gonna be covering that as well. Uh, I think it's the the name of it is. Daimachi or something like that. That's the the thing. It's all the PC version is going for thirty something dollars. Um, it's got mystery reviews on PC. Uh, Mages are the developer for it. Languages include English, simplified Chinese, Japanese. Only full audio is Japanese, similar to the others. And graphics, it's very low. It's like an i5 or FX8 um, eighty-two fifty. Um, with a Radeon 970. Okay, 970? Really? Okay, maybe they're just lying about this game. <laughs> this game ain't that graphically intense. <laughs> I'm looking at the, the gameplay, like. Some developers may be lying about how their game runs. But anyway, this game, mm-hmm. um, currently, this is all out already. It came out on August the 10th, and it has mixed reviews on Steam. So, you can check it out if you want to. I will be checking it out at some point. I think I'll do a stream or something of it, or whatever, after Fairy Tale. So, you guys can keep your, your eyes out and look out for me. And we'll see how it goes. But either way, that's me, VJ McGaming, Raj. Um, yes. That was a long VJ McGaming session. <laughs> yeah, we're getting into yeah. As we mentioned when we talked about the topics for the week, actually, what we have been watching, and as we said, we're both down the like memory lane here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're pre-watching <laughs> stuff, uh, which is really cool. I have to say, it's a big quality doing this. I really didn't. We've been also watching me and Isaac a, a Swedish comedy series that is called Grotesco. That is quite. Mm. Uh, there is no. It's not quite. It's really really good. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun uh, things in there, and we just having a blast. Really watching it mm-hmm. uh, there's like two seasons they made a movie as well um, is it grotesque that's not uh, what is it grotesque yeah sometimes definitely yes <laughs> uh, some some jokes are definitely you know very much Swedish mm-hmm. uh, people related but there's a lot of things that whoever watched would really enjoy I don't know if, if it's translated but they're they're really good comedians they're also good like performers when it comes to uh, seeing and there's, uh, there's a guy I know Maria had contact with the composer and he's been doing a good job with the with the music and the stuff like that so it's, it's cool but that's not what I want to talk about I want to talk about a classic and it's uh, the movie called The Silence of the Lamps from 91 uh, Isaac hadn't watched this one so we, we sat down and did it and I haven't been watching it since you know back then I would say I still have memories and I still have memories that it was quite it's creeping and crawling a bit under your skin. And that is thanks to, uh, of course, uh, Anthony Hopkins. 
It was also interesting to come back and see, oh God, both mm-hmm. Anthony and Jodie Foster, who is the, the FBI agent, uh, well, quite a rookie, um, how young they were. <laughs> Time flies. Um, but it's great acting from both of them. It's, I mean, Anthony Hopkins as the Hannibal Lecter, the, the cannibal is, he is so good. It's unbelievable how good he is. Mm-hmm. And Judy Foster too. The whole chemistry, you can actually, like, you know when you can almost touch it, you know, mm-hmm. while you're watching. That is so cool. And therefore, it was good to see it again. It's nothing for those that are very faint-hearted. I mean, yeah. this is a crime drama thriller that is quite... has some scary scenes and, and stuff like that. But it's so good. It's really good. I'm happy I watched it again. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because it has... There was another movie coming a few years later that is kind of in the, bit in the same way. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about Seven that I also watched and also re-watched actually mm-hmm. with Isaac again. It's so typical. With Morgan <laughs> Freeman and Brad Pitt. For, uh, mm-hmm. And, and, and uh, it's also good. And it's, it has... I didn't know that it has the same ranking on IMDb, which is an I uh, 8.6. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I would, I liked Seven too. Don't get me wrong; it's a good movie, and we're talking about again Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, and Kevin Spacey. So it can't go really that can't wrong, that can bad. it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but but you know, uh, now rewatching The Silence of the Lambs, I have to say it is a bit up there. Um, it's a lot so better. If you, Yeah, it is better. I think it's better. Mm-hmm. So I would give it a high rate, definitely. This is more like for me nine or nine point four or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. somewhere you know. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, so yeah, that's what I or we have been watching. Uh, I think that's the thing when it comes to to the classics as well. Is that it's um, it's that it was less about flash and more about <clears throat> the substance of what they were making. So. It just True. made it a lot more palatable, a lot, a lot more interesting to watch, you know. Um, and I think, like, with it's it's, for, it's so sorry, it's so interesting. May I just mm-hmm. come in? It's so interesting that you're saying that because I totally agree with you. And actually, mm-hmm. me and Isaac had a discussion regarding that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's my son. He's young. He's in his twenties, <laughs> but he has been watching a lot. I mentioned a lot of the older movies, like eighties, nineties movies, especially in the horror genre. Mm-hmm. And he has realized now the way of, of telling the story and and sometimes the dialogues and and especially in this movie with this amazing acting. Too, mm-hmm. it becomes obvious that it's it's sometimes nowadays they, they kind of miss out on these things. To be honest, yep. it's uh, the, this this depth is not there. You know, it's not. It's uh, not. I think. I think right now, more so. Um, I, for me, I find when I watch modern telly, it's so on the nose, and it's mm-hmm. it's not as um, I don't know, like the filmography, like the way in which um, producers and 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 um, you know directors and stuff put together their films. It it's not as um, like I don't lose myself in films as I used to. I think I think stuff like back in the day, like like with Silence of the Lamb, um, you lose yourself in it. You know, like Anthony yeah, Hopkins true. is like like he will always be Hannibal Lecter to me. Like it, it's not gonna change. Yes. It's, I don't, it doesn't matter what he does after that or before it. He's Hannibal Lecter as far as I'm concerned when it comes to um, to you know his film work, and because of the fact that. Play the character so well, and the the film was done, the filmography and the, the writing and the directing, everything how they did it. And this was back in a time when they didn't have a lot of like all these um, these camera uh, um, tricks and computing and all that sure. kind of stuff to pull stuff off. And so it came down to good um, good set, um, you know, how they set up their set and how they did their lighting and how they they did everything. It was mm-hmm. it was more about the art itself of filmmaking. And I think. Yeah. I think films sure. back then were artistically better than what we have mm-hmm. now, and uh, I'm not saying that we don't have good stuff now. You know, um, like I, I've I've been raving about Kipo as as one of my favorite series, and that's a modern series, and mostly because of the music. Kipo has some really good music. Yeah, um, yeah. Kipo and the Age of the Wonder Beast, but basically, there's still a, a certain amount of filmography in, in, in classic stuff that I think. That it's just really really good. I think one for me that was the one you can say Samraj. Yeah, I was just thinking, also feeling a bit. Uh, as you said, I think I definitely I enjoy modern modern movies as well. I mean, definitely. I think one thing is that is quite what I felt like watching all these older movies uh, is 
what happens is that you get time. You, you mm-hmm. very often get a bit more time to actually let things sink in. Yeah. And 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 get into the as you say, get into it and and uh, like the atmosphere and it's not so I mean it, it also has with the technique of making the movies as you mm-hmm. mentioned. And not this like uh, almost music video like cuts all the time. Exactly. A- and I kind of feel that that I like that because mm-hmm. it. I, of course, here also you have a, a book reference. I mean, we shouldn't remember the Silence of the Lambs. It's a novel. It's mm-hmm. it's made from on a book. Like, but but it's it's so well done. All the things you mentioned, I can just agree. And I I think that's something that I miss sometimes. That 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 uh, letting the the viewer. Uh, mm-hmm. Watch, you know, <laughs> letting the viewers mm-hmm. sink in and and take take it in, you know, and not mm-hmm. just getting thrown to one corner uh, of the scene <laughs> and then to another, you know, without really uh, like being able to 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 get what just you know what, what was that what was that part of the story and mm-hmm. so forth. It's just very you know quick and fast and uh, everything is just happening so quickly. I think I think just just in general to like the lifestyle that we live happens really quickly nowadays you know people True. are always you know it's one of those things where you, where you look at for me you know you look at it and you think to yourself you're like, on to the next you know yeah mm-hmm. on to the next thing it's like we're not really just sitting and enjoying you know like sipping the tea and smelling the roses and stuff everything is just happening so quickly that we're not enjoying life the way in which um, which people used to back in the day, and I'm not saying that that everything back, you know, life back in the day wasn't perfect. You know, things bad things happen and stuff like that. But the way in which, um, the way in which things were just, it just felt like like things just moved at a slower pace, and there was yes. more time to sort of appreciate what was going on, even if it was good or bad. You you had more time to sort of like let it sink in. Whereas nowadays, it just feels like everything is just happening so, so quickly that we're just reacting more so than anything else and actually um, enjoying, per se, what's going on or, or you know, connecting with it. Um, but, yeah, but, it but, but it's true. It's true. I, I can just uh, p- put my sign under there, especially mm-hmm. being a bit older and coming from a, a, a bit, a taste of that, you know, slower mm-hmm. life without internet, without social media, without everything, without mm-hmm. that way of making movies or whatever we talked about before. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it is, it is true. And I can kind of miss that sometimes. I mean, it's really up to you, but it's hard also to, 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 um, not being drawn into what you just described, you know, because it's so strong and that's a part of how we live now and it's just mm-hmm. mainstream, you know. So it's... It is. Uh, it is indeed, indeed, indeed. I do reflect over these things too now and then and I'm... Even though I remind myself to... Yeah, I feel... Yeah, we can go deep with this one. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. We, can, yeah. we could do yeah. another episode on, on, on this particular topic. Um, but I still haven't spoken about what I've been watching. And, and that yes. is uh, actually um, Ninja Turtles, The Next Mutation, which is, cool. um, I believe that was like one of the second or something series of the, the classic Ninja Turtles. This was when they were they wore the bodysuits and stuff. And, you know, oh, this yeah. is this is the old vintage one. This is a, this is a, the series where they, they met a female turtle. You know, there was a lady turtle who came from from China and um, she was helping out them out you know Splinter was stuck in a dream world and all that kind of stuff and wow. you know it's a classic this is classic turtle action yeah, I, I found it on 97, Netflix 97 98 TV series that's what it is yep 1997 um, to 1998 it's it's classic this is this is wow. back in the day palatable you know this is the stuff I watched as a kid growing up mm. and it's it's still for me now. I'm not gonna say that that maybe people nowadays are gonna enjoy it as much as I did, um, but for me, it's still is like it's still enjoyable because it's it's very campy. You know, it's, it's like watching mm. vintage Batman or something. You know, like like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the old stuff where it's like it's all comical. It's about the jokes. It's about um, you know nothing is taken too seriously and stuff like that. And I think it makes for an, an, a relaxing watch because you're not watching the show and there's not any giant high stakes or anything like that any big stakes per se mm. it's a it's more like a relaxing afternoon watch you sit down you have a meal and you just enjoy it and, and for me that's how um watching this has come about but my main reason for watching this um this new spider um this new ninja this well this old ninja titles is because there's a new ninja titles cartoon that's been making its way around social media um it's called rise of the ninja um rise of the the teenage mutant ninja turtles and there was this animation like this someone took a clip from the fight scene 
uh, one of the the final fight scenes in this this Ninja Turtles series, and they put it up on um, on Facebook, and I saw it and I was like, oh wow, that looks pretty cool. Um, <laughs> this looks like an interesting new Ninja Turtles series. I, I I didn't hear about it. It's a Nickelodeon series. I said, let me let me check it out, you know. And then I went to IMDb to check, and I saw that it had some bad reviews. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, you know, it's got a 5.2 on IMDb. The one that I watched has a 4.4. So the classic one was not received very well. I gave it a 7 because, you know, I got taste. But um, this <laughs> yeah. new Ninja Turtles, um, the new one that's that's out right now, it's a, it's been going on from 2018 till 2020 right now. It's in its second season. And I think what people have been complaining about is the fact that a lot of the characters have been changed. Um, again, to fit this whole sort of, like, modern way of things. Now, I haven't watched it myself yet, so I'm going to be watching this soon. I will be checking out this new animation and then I'll give my my actual proper opinion on it. But from some of the reviews that I read, it, it, it just sounded like um, they've changed April. So April is black now in the Ninja Turtles, which anyone who's watched classic Ninja Turtles, April is a redhead um, white girl. So like April being black hmm. is like, okay, she... She was a news reporter in the, in the classic one and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then I believe um, Casey is a woman. So it's like, but Casey was a wow. hockey, was like this gang kind of like guy and he had a hockey stick and the ski mask and all, the hockey mm. mask and stuff like that. And now Casey, and Casey and April had like a thing, you know. So it's like, why take, no, I can understand if you switched up the titles a little bit, because um, but if you change so much of it, um, you're just gonna either annoy the fans, and I believe that's why it has a 5.2 because who knows? It may actually be a good series, but yeah, I think when you change so much, because Master Splinter is like this chubby little—he's—I don't think he's a rat. I think he's like a gerbil or something. Um, like a—it's like an, a, a a department store pet or something. He looks like one of those fluffy little things that that kids play with or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. so he's not a rat, you know, he's not this, this, this ninja rat who, this guy who was a ninja and t- got turned into a rat and stuff like that. And then raised some turtles in the sewers. It's not the same thing. So I think that's what, um, was, you know, annoying people. Now, I, I think you can always, um, revisit the series and change a couple things and stuff like that. But I think if you make some sweeping changes, you're going to just alienate your, the, the core fans and then it's going to just hurt the series per se. Um, I think the younger generation who may not have grown up with the classic Ninja Turtles, maybe this is their Ninja Turtles. They don't know any, they don't know about what we grew up with. And so for them, it doesn't matter. And they probably appreciate it the way it is. Um, for those of us who this was our series and they've spoiled it, it's like, damn you to hell. (laughs) So, (laughs) so basically, um, this is, it is what it is. I'm going to check it out still. I, I don't want to pass judgment mm-hmm. on it just because of a few factors and some reviews I've seen from some people. No. Um, maybe I'll, I'll check it out myself and I'll like it. Um, but I, what I wanted to do was I wanted to go back and watch the classic titles first so I have a base to come in with again. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, get my base going again. You know, refresh some good memories. And then I'm going to jump into this new animation on Nickelodeon and see what it's like. If it turns out to be good, you guys are going to hear me singing its praises. If not, I'm going to be like, this This shows a, a load of doo-doo and you should move on and watch other things. So, <laughs> so look out for that in the future. In the near future, Rise of the, the Mutant Ninja Turtles I will be covering soon. But um, Ninja Turtles, next, um, the next mutation, 7 out of 10. Check it out. I think it's pretty good. Very campy. Very fun and chillax. Just kick back. It'll be fun. Um, Rog, nice. is the thing that we usually do right about now? What's the thing called? Shout out for your channel. Ah, the channel today is Draculord Nick um, 67. That's a really weird name. Rog, what can you tell us about this channel? Uh, ARWBY review channel converted into social commentary channel heavily focused on anime. Yes, so um, this is a channel that used to cover the the, the American-made a- animation called Ruby, um, or RWBY, and basically the guy who runs the channel has just started covering about a lot of stuff like where American or Western values have been are being forced onto to Japanese animation, and he's been covering it pretty well. I don't agree. With, just like with most commentary channels, I don't agree with everything that is said. 
but I think his perspective on, on certain topics with regards to animation is fairly similar to mine in a lot of ways. A lot of things have been, are being pushed in a way whereby, you know, things are being censored, things are being, um, are being changed just a piece to people who aren't even fans of the, the content of what, whatever, um, it is. So like, for example, the game I'm playing, Fairy Tale being censored, he covered that. I think that's how I stumbled upon his channel. Um, and then he's covered this new anime called Uzuku-chan with, um, where people have been complaining about the character having way too giant boobs. Um, <laughs> and the people who are complaining are all Americans or, you know, Western people who are like, oh, the character should look more realistic. And it's like, oh. it's bloody anime, man. Like, what the frack? Like, are you even an anime fan? You know, like, and in, in fiction, nothing's realistic. You know, I mean, have you not watched a cartoon in your life? You know, like, you yeah. know, no cartoon is really very realistic. And animation in the same way doesn't need to be realistic. It's about visual appeal. It's a, it's a show. It's about appealing to the people that watch it. All right. If you don't like it, watch something else. Anyway, <laughs> that being said, um, uh, this is, I think we should get out of here before I start, you know, rambling. So. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. No worries. I got emotional. Yeah, guys, uh, we, we have to do this before... Uh, we, I would say we start rambling. That mm -hmm. can happen. We do that a lot before the show, but we also bring it into the show. I hope you have enjoyed this show, though, uh, in particular. And if you mm -hmm. do so, uh, don't hesitate to let us know. It's always appreciated. But also, hope you're going to come back next week. It's going to be, as always, full of nice intelligence. <laughs> Something like it. <laughs> before that, take care. Uh, take care of each other. Take care of yourself. Because if you take care of yourself, you automatically take care of others. It kind of mm -hmm. makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. With that said... Muffin and out. Mm, beautiful as always. So we got guys, you can find Rog at Forty Splash Splash pretty much everywhere. He streams Tuesdays. Um crap, Wednesdays. Yeah. I'm 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 mixing up my stream schedule, so I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I I, I. <laughs> So Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Sundays. Got it. Just try got it. Beautiful. Yeah. Um so um that's the the number forty with the SPLASH, SPLASH. Um, you can find Rog pretty much everywhere else as well, Twitter, Instagram, and um, all those other social media places, I'll, as well as on YouTube where you'll find clips of his gameplay and all the Vijama gaming that he talks about, like the Modern Warfare which you mentioned in the episode, um, mm -hmm. and um, potentially that game coming out, um, not sorry, the game that came out last year, August, that he'll be covering, which was, again, what was the name of it? Made of what, sorry? M Man of Madden. Man of Madden. So you can check that out as well. Look out for that kind of Vigima Gaming. Um, you can find me at LP Garnis, L-P-G-R-D-I-N. That's Garnis also you. Um, I streams on Mondays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. I didn't stream yesterday. I was really annoyed yesterday. I did not stream yesterday because literally when I woke up from my nap, um, I got the news that borders were being shot in Trinidad and Tobago, and I was like, yeah. Oh yeah, that was then. Uh -huh, okay. That was no. I was not in a good mood, and I was I was just talking to my <laughs> missus, and I was she was like, If you're not in a good mood, I don't think you should stream, because then it's just gonna bleed into the stream, and it's not gonna be as enjoyable. And I was like, Yeah, I'm just going back to bed or something. So Phew. I didn't go back to bed though. I had stuff to do. Um, but anyway, that being said, um, you know. You can find these streams. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, all that kind of good stuff. You can find us on all the other stuff that we do on simplybinge.com. So go check us out. And as always, we wouldn't like you guys to miss on any of your episodes of the um, That Beautiful Life podcast. Many of you like to subscribe to this podcast and Castbox, ACAS, simplybinge.com, iTunes, Spotify, and elsewhere. And it's going to you're going to like it that we're giving you for free. So as always, guys, this has been cute. For your pleasure. And it's right. There's the episode. Oh, turn on the fan. Hold turn on the fan. Um, is it... Oh, Raj, it was. I switched the fan on off for one reason because it's so close to the desk right now that.